Oh, pardon my stupidity, but I am Patrick Kane. And has anyone ever realized that the vacuum cleaner is the name of the device, but however, when you're using it, or if you have to empty the bag or canister, you yourself become the vacuum cleaner? It's like when people want to buy a, a larger bed for their bedroom because they're claiming a larger bed will give them more bedroom while taking away actual bedroom. You know, something to ponder, something to think about. But again, that's my stupidity. Who knows what I'm talking about? I don't know. Let's roll. Welcome to PMS, boys and girls. It's Monday, August 22nd, and on tonight's show, we will be discussing multiple things from our Kelly trial to the Monte Teo, uh, Monte Teo docuseries on Netflix, uh, the rise and fall of Vince McMahon and the WWE, and all things NFL-related, uh, because we're only a mere weeks away from the NFL season actually kicking off. Uh, but let me get some things rolling here so that we can begin our day. And uh, so tonight we're going to start with the Big Ten. Obviously, football season is upon us. And a few episodes ago on my show here, I spoke at length of the possibility of super conferences in the NCAA, uh, that being the SEC and the Big Ten. And I mentioned that uh, I mentioned at the, the time to watch out for or the team to watch out for would be Clemson and Notre Dame to see where they land, which, you know, I took a lot of flack in the comments section and people that watched it, people that are friends of me even said, you know, we just like Notre Dame doesn't need to join anything. They, they have their history of what they are. They have their big money from the NBC contract. So anyway, my point is, why am I reliving this? Because the Big Ten just inked uh, a lucrative new media rights deal. Uh, the largest in college athletics history, which could bring the conference nearly $10 billion. The Big Ten struck a deal with Fox, CBS, NBC, Peacock, and FS1 that actually began back on July 1st of, or it will begin July 1st of 2023. The seven-year contract will bring in between somewhere between seven to eight billion. However, according to the reports that I was reading, the Big Ten uh, says it's not done adding schools, so therefore the contract could actually go up to ten billion or in the ten billion dollar neighborhood. So obviously, this jaw-dropping uh, deal is notable not just for the amount, uh, but also the networks that that it will exclude, such as. ESPN, uh, I forgot to start my timer, uh, but ESPN won't be broadcasting the Big Ten football and basketball for the first time in 40 years. ABC and ESPN will host the top SEC football games uh, beginning in 2024. Now, ironically, being named Big Ten at this point seems silly because it, now we're including at least 16 schools by 2024. Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Maryland, Michigan, uh, Michigan State, Minnesota, Nebraska, Northwestern, Ohio State, Penn State, Purdue, Rutgers, and most recently you have uh, USC, uh, UCLA, and Wisconsin. Um, and then that Saturday uh, format under the New Deal will be basically like a triple header on three different networks. So you would end up with like the Fox uh, kickoff at noon, CBS at 3.30, and then NBC with the primetime special. Uh, the conference championship games will be split among Fox, 
through t- between 2023 all the way through uh, 2029. CBS will take uh, 24 and 28, and NBC has it in 2026. Again, according to this report, uh, the league, which is also making a run at Notre Dame, which is, like I said, that's going to be the team to watch out for to see where they go, what they do, what happens, would uh, likely be able to poach more from the Pac-12 schools to ease travel uh, concerns or issues for USC and UCLA. So what does that mean uh, for college football? Uh, So the reason I brought it up about Notre Dame to focus on Notre Dame with the Big Ten is because Big Ten is now going to have a contract with all of those networks, including NBC, which is where Notre Dame is located with their TV deal, with their media deal. Uh, And with the way that the world is changing with NIL deals and all this, there's a lot of money that is being thrown out there that you can't – I shouldn't say that you can't, but you'd be silly to ignore the fact that there's a lot of money that Notre Dame would probably be turning their nose at and saying, no, thank you. And again, if this is going to become super conferences and that this is the future, like SEC, Big Ten, essentially they're going to run the market of whatever college football used to look like, but now it's going to be more their own thing. So yeah, we have, we're part of the NCAA, but now we can run our own, um, our own tournament, our own bracket. And then you have a championship of the SEC play the championship of the Big Ten, and then that's your big mark. Like like I said, lots of money changing hands, uh, lots of deals up in the air, and it'd be interesting to see where things progress moving forward. Uh, so let's shift gears here briefly, uh, and that'll take us to Madden twenty twenty three. Madden 23 was released this uh, past weekend, I think on Friday, to pretty much the sheer enjoyment of all fans, all football fans, gamers, everywhere. Now, even though there isn't exactly much to speak on with this topic, I feel as though there are actually a few things worth noting that needs to be addressed because I just think things are snowballing when it comes to this game. Don't get me wrong, I like playing Madden, uh, but you know, I haven't, I haven't owned a PS two, three, four, like I just don't have time for it with my schedule. Obviously, this I have time for, but whatever. So first of all, uh, the game hasn't really, I mean really, been updated in five years. And most gamers uh, know that essentially, you know, guys and girls that are buying it, that they get they get the updates, uh, you know, things that aren't completely 100% done, you get the new update, new software update or whatever, obviously that comes with updated rosters, and to have slight changes that aren't really worth, like, I mean, you have like, um, I forget what it's called, like in-game movies or whatever, where they pan to the sidelines and you see like a coach getting all animated or freaking out or whatever, and in reality, every year to spend somewhere between $60 and $70 for a new game, it costs, so... It's kind of weird to sit there and say that how crazy of a draw this is that up oh, everybody's waiting for the new Madden. Everybody's waiting for the new Madden. Uh, so the game, you know, slight updates to the graphics a little bit, gameplay, whatever you want to argue. Uh, but you have one thing everyone pays the most attention to when it comes to Madden. That's the ratings for individual players, teams, uh 
offense, defense, etc. Which, let's be honest, uh, getting, I think, I think, and, and I have to imagine everybody else believes that it's getting kind of out of control because professional athletes are taking to Twitter, other social media outlets, chirping about their issues or trying to debate how their scores are so low and not as high as other players. So they feel like it's a joke. Uh, you know, honest to God, it's like you're talking about legit grown-ass men. Granted, some are in their early 20s, or, well, most are. I mean, 37 ain't nobody in the NFL my age anymore. Uh, but you're talking about a video game, and they care way too much about what a video game says about them and not enough about their actual job because now we live in a world where the idea of talent is determined by a number from such said child's video game. You know, I remember back when I was playing, like, playing, like, in high school or even a little before that, when, like, 99 was the was the top the top thing. It was like, oh, you want to be in that 99 club. You want to be in that part, of that upper echelon of, uh, uh, not, like, Mike Vick. Mike Vick was insane. 99 speed, 99, like, everything. So, you have guys out there, like, I think uh, I read, you know, just because Eagles fan, I think it was uh, Jalen Rager and <sighs> Rager and somebody else that they scored the same. And it's like, really? I, I, I'm on the same level as Jalen Rager? Not not taking shots at him, like, because it wasn't me, but I mean, like, that's the idea. So you have a lot of discrepancies about people that have their own issues, have their own problems, have their own insecurities i guess you could call it because i mean what else is this it's a video game but you play a child's it's out of control and for the the draw that the game brings in every year when the game gets released also seems bizarre to me you know uh we i started this podcast separate from my other podcast with booch doing the booch and pat show because uh, he hasn't had a lot of time, and it's hard for us to get together. This, I'm just by myself. I can do this on my own. But I know I talked to him. He goes out. He w- he was debating buying a PS5 or Madden 23. And I said, it's a no-brainer. Get the PS5. You've been waiting for that. Like People are having a hard time just trying to find one, let alone be able to have one in their possession that they can afford. Madden, that's always going to be there because people are always playing it. And they're always going to do updates. They're always going to try and... S- somehow finagle you and trick you into believing that it's getting better but is it i don't know let's shift gears here we'll go to the next topic and that would be with the deshaun watson drama so the deshaun watson verdict finally came through now granted obviously this is a little bit delayed because i did want to do this show last night i wanted to do it last week but life happens and things get difficult so I feel like a lot of the topics I'm bringing up are worthy of being talked about because it's important because some people don't always read everything, they don't always see everything, and they don't always know what's happening. So I think that this is worth talking about, and I'm bringing it to you. So the ongoing drama about his sexual assault and misconduct with uh, all of these different masseuses obviously finally reached its end. Uh, the NFL and the NFL Players Association reached the settlement uh, for the disciplinary matter, agreeing that uh, the Cleveland Browns' new quarterback will serve an 11-game suspension without pay after he was accused by more than two dozen women of sexual misconduct during massages. 
Watson will also have to pay a fine of up to it's either up to five million or it is five million. And he has to undergo mandatory evaluation by behavioral experts and follow their suggested treatment program. Uh, Watson's fine and contributions from both the NFL and the Browns of $1 million each will create a fund to support nonprofit organizations in the United States that, quote, educate young people on healthy relationships, promote education and prevention of sexual misconduct and assault, support survivors, and related causes, end quote. The NFL said in, uh, in announcing this settlement, uh, Watson's suspension takes effect August 30th when the NFL teams cut down to the final ro- or cut down to the roster limit of 53 players. He will be eligible uh, for reinstatement November 28th and will be available to play for the Browns again in week 13 when of course the Browns face his old team, the Houston Texans when they're on the road. Uh, Watson has complied with the evaluation and treatment uh, recommendations of the third-party experts uh, for his reinstatement. Um, If Watson doesn't comply with the treatment plan, his reinstatement could be delayed, and he could uh, receive further disciplinary actions. Uh, Watson later met with the media, uh, I think it was last Thursday, Um, or this past Thursday, uh, he maintained his innocence somehow, saying, quote, I'm grateful that the disciplinary process has ended and extremely appreciative of the tremendous support I have received uh, throughout my short time with the Browns organization. I apologize once again for any pain this situation has caused. I take accountability for the decisions I've made. My focus going forward is working to become the best version of myself, on and off the field, and supporting my teammates, however possible, while I'm away from the team. I'm excited about what the future holds for me in Cleveland. I'll continue to stand on my innocence. Uh, Just because you know settlements and things like that happen doesn't mean that a person is guilty for anything. I feel like a person has an opportunity to stand on his innocence and prove that. And we prove that from a legal side and just going to continue to push forward as an individual, and as a person, end quote. All that's well and good, Deshaun Watson, uh, but, bro, you you have multiple people coming against you. I understand in, in the United States you're innocent until proven guilty, but the problem still remains. It's not one person. It's not three people. It's not five. Like, it went up there. You, you and Bill Cosby were just neck and neck for like, obviously they weren't the same time, but I mean, it's weird, man. So I don't really personally care about the game suspension. I thought there should have been more on the money side of things, but I mean, what do I know? Like, I'm just a guy sitting here that likes football to watch. Um, I know that his contract was structured in a certain way that there was not a lot of money up front because they knew something like this was going to happen. And obviously, and the big thing about this is that he's available, uh, his first game back is available to play against the Texans, his former team. So right then and there, that's like the NFL trying to cash cow and take all that money to exploit this situation. So it's like, yeah, on one side, it's like, yeah, this this is a serious issue, and we need to bring the hammer down on you. But then on the other side, NFL, you waited about like 18 months to actually do something and get involved. 
And then on the other hand, it's, oh, well, he's suspended and we support all these women and we, we're going to do all this and we're going to donate this money to charity and try and make things better for a better world. But then on the other side, oh, my God, we're going to get so much money for all of this. I mean, shit, we just started preseason. And when he was playing against the Jags, the fans in the stands were shouting, uh, you sick fuck. Like, and this isn't going to go away. Yeah, you might not be playing. You might not be on the sidelines. You might not be there for the first 11 weeks. But when you come back, it doesn't matter where you are. You're on the road. People are going to jump down your throat, and they're going to give you the business. So question is, Deshaun, Mr. Watson, are you ready? Because that's the only thing you got to know. Can you handle it? All right, let's shift gears here. We're going to our fourth topic of the night. All right, and that is sticking with the NFL and Roquan Smith. So why do I bring up Roquan Smith? He is the Bears linebacker, Roquan Smith, um, returned to practice uh, last Saturday, participating uh, for the first time uh, since his, quote, holdout or hold in or whatever they call it. He has agreed to play out his contract before hitting uh, free agency in March. Smith is guaranteed $9.7 million this season on his fifth-year option, uh, wanted a long-term deal. When negotiations didn't go as he wanted, Smith asked for a trade. Quote, I thought the process was very distasteful, to say the least, Smith said of Saturday via video from the from the organization. Uh, it wasn't what I anticipated nor what I expected from the situation. Now I'm just shifting my focus to the season and be the best teammate I can be to the guys in the locker room. It's the last year of my deal. I'm going to take it and run with it and bet on myself. Negotiations are over right now. Now, it's it needs to be noted that Roquan Smith does not have an agent. And I will circle back to that as to why that's important moving forward for why he ha- was in such a stalemate. Uh, since he didn't have an agent, his negotiating was obviously done on his own behalf. Uh, he said the sides didn't get close which prompted him to obviously rip the general manager in a public letter back on the, I'll just say beginning of August. I see myself at a number. They see me at a different number. Uh, we couldn't agree. We can agree to disagree. But hey, I would never accept a bad deal like I pretty much have already said. I would never accept a deal that I don't feel like is worth what I'm worth. It wasn't a number that I needed nor that I wanted. Smith has 524 tackles, 43 tackles for loss, 14 sacks, 17 quarterback hits, 17 pass breakups, and 5 interceptions in 4 seasons. Now, based off of those stats, because I know some people that follow this show or follow podcasts or anything in sports are big on uh, your stats. Uh, So that's very, very well received, and he's a great player. But the problem is, and like I said, I'm going to circle back to the not having an agent part. So, and this is where it gets real tricky. So if you're, obviously, if you're watching this, you're going to see NFL requiring players to have an agent. Well, they're not required and you don't have to have an agent. But that's where it gets real, real fucking weird because the issue becomes the one key word and that's tampering. So you can represent yourself, but teams can't contact you 
because that's tampering. So they go through the agent and the agents are the ones that do all the behind closed door stuff. You know, we talk here, we talk here, we do all this stuff. Well, how do you do that? How do you negotiate for yourself when teams can't contact you because you don't have an agent? Like, what does that look like? Does he have to get like his mom, his dad? Does he have to get his friends, somebody to like send a message? Does he have to get approval from the Bears organization? Say, look, if they I they can't contact me because that's tampering, but I need to be able to let them know that this is okay. And I'm pretty sure that there's a written rule that as long as as long as the the organization that has your contract uh, writes off on it and approves it, then you, I think, I think, uh, it, it, it's allowed that you can then interview with other teams. But it's a weird loophole, weird, like, gray area trying to figure out how that works for individuals that don't have an agent. Because, and the reason, you got to imagine, the reason he doesn't have an agent is because you think about it, Oh, well, I got to pay him X amount of percent to do this and do this. And then I got to pay over here and I got to pay here. I got to do this. I got to do that. It's like this guy's just trying to save his money. Now, I understand you're getting paid millions and millions of dollars to me. I'd be like, dude, I don't care. I, You think I want to negotiate my own stuff? I do not. But that's me being middle class talking about somebody in the upper class with millions of dollars. But hey, to each their own. And the kid's just trying to make sure he's not losing out on his money in a terrible way. Let's let's put it that way. All right, moving on. Uh the Tom Brady mystery. I do I do enjoy uh for the last few days uh what this has become. Now, uh so unless you're you've been living under a rock or uh Hopefully you don't even pay attention to this story because, which is perfect for me because like on this program, if you haven't heard the latest on most things, more specifically right now, we're talking about the NFL greatest of all time, Tom Brady. That's why you have me uh, to relay these stories and rumors. So it stands that you'll get all your information. That's the whole point of my show here to nitpick like the little things that kind of go under the radar maybe you don't know everything so there's been this very weird bizarre rumor floating around about tom brady uh brady uh has been on hiatus of sorts from the tampa bay buccaneers brady was excused from uh training camp back on the 11th for quote personal reasons Neither Brady nor the team have disclosed the reasoning behind uh, his excusal, but it's going uh, according to, apparently it's going according to the plan as far as Todd Bowles has indicated, because at the time, uh, he'd be back some sometime following the Bucks' preseason uh, game versus the Titans. Bucks coach Todd Bowles also uh, told reporters on Sunday that Brady's expected to return to the team early this week, as in this week, which, again... This was a story I wanted to talk about last night. Obviously, if you were paying attention to any preseason or training camps or anything like that, Tom Brady did report back to the Bucks today. But we'll get into all that in a minute. Uh, NFL insider Ian Rappaport reported uh, that uh, it, the, like the day is to be expected on Monday, which it was. Uh, but there was a lot of uh, interesting things about it. 
So upon the uh, announcement of Brady's absence, quote, it's something he needs to handle. We trust him. We talked about it. It was scheduled way before training camp, uh, end quote, said Todd Bowles. So this is something that's already been planned, and everybody's everybody that's in the know that's a part of it knows what's going on. Just everybody on the outside has no clue. Uh, the Bucks have downplayed any concern over the course of Brady's planned leave, and Bowles previously expressed confidence in getting his QB back in time for the season opener on September 11th. Uh, I think they're playing the Cowboys, which, awesome. Bring back Brady for destroying the Cowboys week one. I'll love it. Um, but the reason that it's such a weird mystery is because people went on uh, social media. People were trying to break down things. Everybody tries to break down all of the different ins and outs of whatever you can do. And it was speculated. Oh, well, maybe it's an injury and he's got to have surgery. But then you sit there and go, well, if he ha- if he needed to have surgery, why did he come out of retirement? Like, that doesn't make sense. Why wouldn't you take care of that on your own time? Like, just stay retired. Like, so that's weird. And then it was, okay, maybe he's on vacation with his family. Maybe he and Giselle had something planned. Maybe this is a way to, maybe he promised something to his kids. All valid points. uh, But I think it was last summer or maybe two summers ago, uh, you had Brady and Giselle. And I think they were in like Italy or something. They were on a big giant yacht. Like there's pictures everywhere. Whether you... A celebrity, NFL player, whoever, if you are somebody in the know, and Tom Brady is in the know because he's the greatest of all time, he's the GOAT, there's going to be paparazzi. There's going to be people trying to find you at all times. So the fact that there was no pictures of him in a rehab facility because of an injury or maybe drugs, uh, no pictures of him on a vacation, no pictures of him uh, going in or recovering from a surgery or anything like that the question remains to be asked where was he and what is it what what could you possibly tell your organization tell your club i have to do something i'm not going to be here that starts on this day and i hope to be back on this day so something that has a beginning but not a solid ending so what could that be and then everybody started chirping because it's summertime, the end of summer, and at the beginning of the year, or the beginning of the fall, Fox's TV show, The Masked Singer, comes back, which has been drawing a lot of people, a lot of famous celebrities, athletes, etc. Uh, My Lotta from the Eagles was on it last season. Now, granted, this is this is actually kind of fun for me because this is one of my uh, um, secret shows, like one of my guilty pleasures that me and my girlfriend watch. Uh, you know, sit there and try and guess who's singing, who's doing all that stuff. Uh, but I'll tell you right now, if I'm watching this season and all of a sudden there's like this big giant person walking out with a goat head, I'm hit. That's fucking Tom Brady. That's who that is. That's Tom fucking Brady. Right. I mean, it's a, it's a legit, it's a solid, it's a solid rumor. It's a solid idea. I mean, we'll just have to wait to watch, watch how that turns out. And you also have to remember, Matt Singer is on Fox. Tom Brady has a contract in play when he retires to go join Fox as a sports or sports ambassador or NFL ambassador. So there's some, there's something to it. We'll have to see how that pans out in the coming weeks, but we'll see what happens. Where are we at? We're moving right along. Uh, 
So you're all probably wondering what pie slice means. And this is something that I have been jonesing to talk about for quite some time because I heard about it and I thought this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. But I do understand pros and cons to it, so it's whatever. But when I talked about it with some of my friends, a lot of people thought I was insane. Like, I wasn't making any sense. So that is the pie slice rule, and it's MLB's way of trying to prevent the shift in baseball. Uh, The idea was thrown out a little over a month ago, or we'll say probably back in June maybe at this point. Um, But... uh, Like I said, the idea is to put these chalk lines at second base. Uh, and the, and that's to prevent the shift so that that way you wouldn't have, you would have to have your shortstop on the one side and second baseman on the other. And I believe that the idea for this was beginning July 22nd. Uh, for the low A Florida State League, which obviously minor league systems and everything, they're the ones that experiment with all of the new rule changes. Obviously, this one being the pie slice rule, which will, like I, as I said, will prohibit defenders from occupying that specific patch of dirt behind second place. So how's it going to work? Like I said, you're going to have two chalk lines, which will be drawn on drawn on the infield, that's hard to say, uh, behind second base or extending off of the tip from each edge of the bag going out to the outfield grass. Uh, This triangular patch of dirt will be off limits until the pitch is delivered. The idea is to create, is to increase the hits up the middle, which again, doesn't make a lot of sense to me because up until this point, you're trying to speed up the game of baseball. And now this seems like it's going to elongate the game of baseball. Uh, this is just one of the many rules that have dwindled in the era of extreme defensive shifts. Other sports have already had similar similar rules, like obviously NFL has the neutral zone infraction, or NBA has the restricted area under the basket where defenders can't take a charge. If a defender violates this pie slice rule, the hitting team can choose the outcome of the pitch, the outcome of the play, or an automatic ball. So that's kind of weird, too. Um, and again, I take it as MLB, not even just MLB. I feel like all sports look to the NFL, see the things that they have implemented, uh, whether it be this kind of rule or instant replay or whatever, and then other sports are like, yep, let's take that. That's a kind of a cool idea. We can add that to our lives and see how that works. So the minor leagues have already started testing out uh, shift-limiting rules this season uh and three other major experiments are in place larger bases to increase steal attempts uh and infield hits uh the pitch clock uh which could be coming to mlb uh next season in 2023 and of course the infamous robo umps which could be coming to mlb in 2024 so obviously a lot of people have mixed feelings about all of these different rule changes when i have talked about it with other people uh, some friends, uh, some people from my job, everything like that. The a lot of times, a lot of there's a backlash because it's like, why are you changing the rules? Like baseball's been fine. This is how it works. Why are we changing things? And life changes. I mean, it's look at 
you know, look at uh, what I said a couple episodes back about uh, DirecTV going under and seeming like uh, NFL uh, Sunday tickets going to go to streaming. You already have games on streaming. As a as a Phillies fan, we had Phillies games strictly on Apple Plus TV for three Fridays straight. Like, that's fucking absurd and really goddamn annoying. But, again, that's their idea of changing things so that they can have their more money, they can make their plans the way that they want, and they will move forward that way. They don't care about the elderly that have been diehard fans, the ones that are going to the game. They don't care about the the middle bracket, like the you know guys and girls that are, you know, we'll say late 20s to early retire. They don't care about us. They care about people like my son. They care about people of the future that are going to be coming up because, and they're the ones, if I had, if I had my phone with me, they're the ones sitting there at the games like, you know, the ones not paying attention to the sport at all. And somehow this is their way, I think, uh, that they're trying to draw them in to start enjoying the game of baseball a little bit more. We'll see if it even takes if it even takes shape, whether it happens or not. But it is currently happening in the minors. Uh, like I said, that Florida league. All right, we're getting we're rocking and rolling, getting closer and closer to the end of this show. Love it. Oh, Vinny Mac, Vinny, Vinny, Vinny Mac. What are you gonna do? I tell you, the rise and fall of Vince McMahon. And the WWE, or what used to be the WWF, uh, has been very much in the forefront of stories lately. And I know a lot, I know a lot of people that grew up watching WCW, but I've been a WWF guy, which is now WWE guy, uh, from day one. Uh, the first time Mr. McMahon character truly emerged uh, on WWE television uh, can be traced back to the infamous 1997 uh, Survivor Series in Montreal, which was, you know, obviously uh, nicknamed the Screw Job, where uh, obviously McMahon revealed himself as the master conspirator behind the Screw Job on Bret Hart's last night in the company before he headed off down to WCW. The following week on Raw, McMahon uttered the now iconic phrase, Bret Screwed Bret. WWE were about to embark on the Attitude Era and their biggest boom period since a guy with bleach blonde hair and a bandana ripping off his shirts told you to eat your vitamins and say your prayers, brother. Um, and that's that's the type of wrestling that I grew up watching. You know, dealing with uh, Hogan, very little, very little. I did watch Hogan, like I said, I did watch a little WCW, but WWF was by far where my head was at. And I remember... Wondering why he, why Hogan wasn't a part of WWF anymore. Cause I just remember that as a kid and then scandals came and it just seems like when it comes to Vince McMahon, he can't get out of his way from creating some type of scandal. Obviously last time I reported it was talking about his issues with, um, sexual misconduct. It's like, it's like we're talking about the Deshaun Watson again, like, you know, he stepped aside, Triple H stepped in, his uh, son-in-law is now running the show, but I digress. You know, this is talking about the history of the nonsense that he has created. So, back as far as the late 80s and early 90s, uh, back then the United States uh, Supreme Court, I think, uh, or criminal court, I forget, 
They brought uh, charges against Vince McMahon on suspicion of supplying illegal anabolic steroids to his professional wrestlers. Obviously, the jury found McMahon not guilty on July 23rd, 94. Uh, and the prosecution alleged that McMahon was in charge of distribution of illegal steroids to WWF wrestlers. They also charged that McMahon had required wrestlers to take steroids while they were in the WWF. Uh, appearing uh, for the prosecution's main witness was Hulk Hogan, who had been uh, the WWE's, uh, WWF's biggest star uh, during this expansion, and he was now working for WCW at the time of this trial. Uh, he was testifying under the, for the immunity from the prosecution, and Hogan said that while he had taken steroids previously under his own prescription for medical purposes and received them from Dr. George Zahorian, uh, came with his fan mail and his paychecks. McMahon had never asked him to take any nor bought him any on his behalf. There were also like 11 or 12 other wrestlers that were called to testify uh, by the prosecution, uh, but nobody called to the stand attested that McMahon had supplied them with steroids apart from Nails. And now Nails, uh, a wrestler, claimed that McMahon had pressured him into taking steroids to make him look bigger. However, McMahon's defense attorney argued that Nails was just a hostile witness as he had been recently fired from the WWF previously and was a disgruntled employee looking for revenge. Nails contradicted himself during his testimony by stating that he had no animosity towards McMahon, but then later answered in the affirmative that he hated McMahon. As a result of Zahorian, the, the Dr. Zahorian uh, cooperating with the prosecutors, McMahon was indicted in 93 with conspiracy to distribute steroids, possession of illegal steroids with the intent to distribute, and embezzlement for allegedly using money from Titan Sports Inc. Uh, to purchase illegal steroids. Uh, now, prior to this trial, McMahon had lost a civil lawsuit uh, brought on by Jesse the Body Ventura for over $800,000 owed to him in royalties for Ventura's color commentary on WWF uh, programming. So, you know, this is like that's something that people forget about. So everybody's talking about the things that are going on right now in the world. And I, like I said, he can't get out of his way. And even right before this, the amount of people that used to grow up watching wrestling, used to grow up watching WWE, used to grow up trying to enjoy it. It just became watered down. It just wasn't entertaining. Now that Triple H, his son-in-law, is in charge, and obviously it's getting late because it's it's 29, Raw's War, or WWE Raw, I don't even know what they call it anymore. That's on TV. It's Monday night, so that's on right now. But apparently it's been growing very well. They've been doing very well for themselves. Wrestlers are coming back that have been previously fired. Uh, people, some wrestlers have taken to social media talking about how much happier they are, that, that they get a little bit more creative control on their own behalf. And then I also find it funny that Triple H hired his best friend, Shawn Michaels. To, I forget his thing. I think he's vice president of something. So now, legit, the guys I grew up watching that told you all the time to suck it, are now the guys running wrestling. So they what they literally did what they said they were going to do back in the late 90s, and that was going to be, we're going to take over the wrestling business. They had their guys in the NWO and WCW, and then these guys ran things at WWF for DX. And now they're the guys in charge, calling the shots, 
and making all the money. I just think it's very wild. It's very crazy to see for me. And I love it. Absolutely. I'm here for it. And I'm excited to see where things continue to progress. So that brings us down to the final, final section of the show tonight. And that is the last minute emissions of the week. Uh, This is the time of the show, if you're new to the show, where I quickly throw out uh, a few stories that I really didn't have time to discuss in full length earlier. So one thing of note is is the untold, the girlfriend who didn't exist, which is the Netflix docuseries, giving an inside look at the shocking 2013 reveal that Manti Teo's dead girlfriend never existed. Uh, and it's going to take you on a journey that covers all of the bases, how this catfishing happened, why it happened, and how it got exposed, how the scandal hurt Teo's career, uh, the toll that it took on him on and off the field, and a lot more. Now, as far as I can tell, it's only two episodes, like a two-part series. I watched the first one, the first episode last night. I'm setting up to watch the second one tonight. It is wild. Like, there is so much stuff. First off, it's fun to, like, revisit the things from back then, almost 10 years ago. So that's fun. But there are certain things in there that, I th- like, I thought I knew a lot about what was going on. Like, I, I didn't remember that. Like, I remember she died, but I don't remember that there was, like, the the catfish guy who is now transgender, transitioned to a woman. I, f- I forget the names. There's so many names, and they're all Polynesian names. It's very difficult to keep tabs on it. Uh, but I believe, uh, like, he the, the guy who was a guy at the time uh, that was the catfisher felt left out, felt, felt alone, so then brought back the dead girlfriend and started texting Teo that, like, it's me, it's me, like, I'm back. It's, like, it's very weird and trippy, so I'm really looking forward to the second uh, episode. Highly, highly recommend everybody take a look at it. Uh, 20, uh, 20 years after she denied to a uh, grand jury that R. Kelly had sex with her as a girl and recorded some of their encounters, the now-grown woman took to the stand in the R. Kelly trial on Thursday to reverse her testimony. Speaking in federal court in Chicago under the pseudonym Jane, the 37-year-old only looked at R. Kelly once during her testimony when asked to identify him in the court. Kelly kept his gaze lowered to the defense table uh, throughout her time on the stand. Prosecutors showed uh, re-recordings that Jane had testified, showed uh, Kelly engaging in sex acts with her. At times, uh, Jane began to cry during uh, her time on the stand. She testified that R. Kelly began engaging in sex acts with her when she was just 14 and had sexual intercourse with her starting when she was 15. And it it was over hundreds of times uh, before that until she turned 18. Uh, Jane is one of five minors who prosecutors allege Kelly sexually abused in the late 90s, making explicit videos with four of them. Kelly faces charges including producing and receiving child pornography, enticing minors to engage in criminal sexual activity, and obstruction charges. He has pled not guilty, which I call bullshit, but that's a whole weird story, and it's kind of creepy. It's not as fun to watch as like the... uh, 
Amber Heard, Johnny Depp one. That one is like takes its toll. And it's weird for me because the girl is 37. I'm 37. So like when she was 14 and I was 14 and she's getting banged by this dude, I'm 14 like at a, you know, middle school dance. Going, I believe I can fly. It's like two different fucking lives. It's very weird. Shifting gears. Uh, Dodgers reporter David Visay went down the Brewer slide and broke his wrist and cracked six ribs. That vi- that video went viral. If you haven't seen it, look it up. Worth a good laugh. You'll enjoy every second. Um, the Little League World Series is underway in northern PA. It runs from the 11th to the 28th of August. So hopefully next show I'll have a little bit more to report on uh, as this year's series concludes. And... Normally, I would go to my final thoughts and check my comment section here, check the board, but it does not appear that anybody wanted to leave me a comment, which is fine. So with that, I say, that's the end. That's it. I'm out of time. So thanks for joining me this week, or if you're clicking in to watch this video later, I appreciate that too. But that's all I got for you guys this week. Hopefully, I can do a much better job next time you see me. Make sure that you follow PMS on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay alert to all my videos so that you can find the po- and Oh, and you can also find the podcast on iTunes and, of course, as always, iHeartRadio. Just make sure you go into your smart device or whatever you may have, uh, download iHeartRadio, tell your smartphone or smart device, and say, play Pardon My Stupidity on iHeartRadio. I'll see you clowns. Let me get this rolling. Um, I'll see you clowns next time. Uh, Enjoy the rest of your Monday night. And best of luck on the rest of the work week. I know I got a short work week because I go on vacation starting Thursday. And I don't go back to work until after Labor Day. So best of luck, bitches. I'll see you maybe end of this week. We'll see what happens. Have a good night. 